0: Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. We are pausing the series on Ephesians for an update on what NRP is doing in Ukraine and how you can help make a difference one life at a time.
1: Hi, this is Keith Tusi. Welcome to Leadership in Context. I want to take today's podcast and really share from my heart with you. I haven't had the chance to communicate with you about our trip to the Ukraine and what the network of related pastors is doing in the Ukraine. Some of you I'm sure have been following this on the emails and posts we're doing. Uh, if you're not if you're not on that list, please go to nrpastors.com. And get that link. I'm sharing this information with you so you can get an understanding of a vision of what's happening and why it's so critical that it happens and why I believe for the integrity of the gospel that we find ourselves in the center of what God is doing. You know, Martin Luther, the great reformer, made the statement that if I proclaim the gospel with the greatest boldness Yet I do not proclaim it at precisely the place and the moment where the devil is raging the most. I've not proclaimed the gospel. You know, that's exactly how I feel about this. When I saw this event unfolding, I realized this was not a civil war from another dysfunctional nation. But this was a full democracy that had just gained its independence for a little over 30 years and was now literally being attacked by a superpower, a superpower with jets and missiles and tanks, and they were fighting with rifles and pistols pretty much. There is no doubt that the Ukraines have done an incredible, extraordinary, heroic job in defending their country. And now we're seeing on the media the cost of that. Thousands of people that have been murdered, have been executed, have been shot in cold blood. And, of course, that's just reveals the true nature of this onslaught. The Ukrainian people have an incredible heritage. You know, they were the battleground first for Hitler coming through to try to conquer the Soviet Union, or he wiped out millions of Ukraines. And then when the Soviet Union took it out, when they pushed the Germans back, they in turn plundered the Ukrainian population. I think it's fair to say that the Ukrainians have been the victim of more ethnic cleansing than maybe any other group. The largest mass graves in the world are undisputably in the country regions of the Ukraine. These people have gotten a national pride since the liberation in 1990, and they intend to keep it. Some of the strongest and most prolific churches in Europe have emerged in the the Ukraine. While I won't pretend with you that the Ukraine does not have its political problems and its moral challenges like every other nation, the truth is that the Christian influence in the Ukraine is very strong. And we know that the rest of Europe, quite frankly, is very weak. I believe prophetically that the Ukraine is the door to Europe for the reemergence and reformation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the spread of his kingdom here on this planet. And I believe that how the church responds to this present history is going to be critical. That's why I keep saying we need to make this segment of history into his story. In spite of the heartbreaking things that I saw and I witnessed, the silver lining was to see the Romanian church really respond with all its resources, with all its manpower, and to be instantly organized to help. Now, what we have to do is cross the border into the Ukraine. And so we've established five distribution points that we've been funding and supplying food to for several weeks now. These five points are all in Ukrainian territory, And these are five local churches that we've established relationship with. Churches that have the same kingdom DNA as we do. Churches whose pastors have not abandoned their people, but are staying there to feed them not only the bread of life, Jesus Christ, but to feed them bread so that they can live. They've turned their churches into triage centers where people are staggering in weary and heartbroken, and in some cases, literally wounded. They're housing them. They're feeding them. They're offering them hope and sometimes transport to the border where they can move on to another place. But as of right now, there are over 7 million Ukrainians. I want you to think about that number. Seven million Ukrainians who no longer have a home, who've been bombed out of their homes and their apartment buildings. For some of them, not only don't they have a home, they don't have a village. They don't have a town. There is nowhere to go back to. But they're staying in safer parts of the Ukraine. And many of them have gathered around those borders, like the Romanian border and the Polish border, where it's easy to get access to them. Of course, the resources inside the border are strained and overwhelmed. The Ukrainian government is doing everything it can just to feed its soldiers and to give them boots and warm clothes. And so we are helping the citizens of that nation in the vehicle that we're using is God's chosen vehicle. It's his church. And so those five distribution points, we've set up several of them that are in high conflict zones, places you've heard about on the news like Mariupol, that is a severe conflict zone that the Red Cross says they can't get into. But we've gotten in there. We've been able to take it in there because we're connected to the local churches. And the people that are doing this are The refugees themselves, we're giving them the supplies, we're driving them into these key distribution points, then they're breaking them down from large trucks and tractor-trader trucks, they're loading them in vans and cars and sometimes carrying them on their back into areas where people can't leave easily for fear of running into Russian resistance, or they just don't want to leave. They're stubborn, and they're not going to leave. They're going to stand there. And they're going to defend their property. They're going to defend their homes. Many of these people have already given their lives literally for the call of freedom to stand against this type of oppression. And, you know, the church has a great history of helping people stand against tyrants. And this is a tyrannical situation. And, you know, the battle cry of the Revolutionary War for the American church, the budding American church, was no king but Jesus. And now we see that being repeated in the churches of the Ukraine, that they are not going to give in, they are not going to give up. They are going to shepherd their people. This is a moment in time to form a church alliance, I believe, that can penetrate Europe in the next couple decades that the Ukrainian church will emerge from this, that the Romanian church will emerge from this, that the Polish church will emerge from this, strengthened with God's favor and strengthened from heaven to spread the gospel to these other nations as we really share what the love of God looks like. You know, it was apparent to me right away that because of what the Romanians had done, the favor we received with both governments, with the Romanian government and the Ukraine government, when we pulled up to the border, literally we were waved into a diplomatic line because of who we were with. Who are we with? Some Romanian pastors who were the first ones to cross the border to help the Ukrainians. And they were the first ones at the border to welcome hot food and clothes to those crossing the border and running to their life. And so now the guards literally waved us into a separate line, walked out, physically moved the barricade, and with a smile waved us through. That was both sides of the border. That continues to happen. Now, instead of running cars through, we're literally running... Trailer trucks full of food, tons and tons and tons of food every day to get to these distribution points. And friends, this is not going to be over quick. We need as much help as we can possibly muster. I want to urge every person to use your social media platform to link them to the NRP webpage or to a webpage your local church may have. We need to be known in our town and our communities as the churches that have compassion and are helping these poor, oppressed, attacked people. And we want to do something about them. This Easter, just days away now, we are asking every church to give a offering from the depths of who they are to help these people. We've created a video to show in those churches, or you can show to your groups and friends uh, as well. You can go to nrpastors.com and get that video. We want to appeal to every business owner. We have a web insert, a portal that you can put right on your webpage. And when they hit the donate button, it'll come right to NRP. They'll get a tax deduction. There's a banner on the top that explains to you why your company wants to help NRP help the Ukrainian refugees. I wanna encourage every business owner, to please consider doing that. Contact NRP and we will help you do that. And challenge other business owners in your area, other people and vendors that you network with to do the same thing. This is a world need and it's gonna take world focus. If the war were to end today, we have years of rebuilding and healing to do. There are going to be war widows. There are going to be war orphans. There are going to be cities that need to dig out. We're going to have to send all kind of teams. But right now, what they need is they need basic resources. They need sleeping bags. They need clothing. They need medicine. And they need food. They need a place to sleep, but most of all, they need our friendship and they need our hope. They need the bread of life, Jesus Christ. I'm asking you with everything in me to do the most generous, sacrificial thing you've ever done in your life and embrace people, ask people, say, would you join me? Would you enter a challenge with me? would you give a one-time gift and then a monthly donation and would you get this out to your social media and into the business community this is keith tusi for leadership in context and maybe the name of that podcast has never been more prophetic than it's being today this is leadership in context in the context of how God feels and thinks and what He wants the church to do. It was what I'm sharing with you today. Heaven is watching. The world is watching. And it's time for us to turn history into His story. Will you join me?
0: You can partner with NRP by visiting nrpukraine.com to give a one-time gift or a monthly gift to help make a difference one life at a time. If you are interested in having a page on your own website with how others can also give, please email podcast at nrpastors.com and we will reach out to you. This is the time to make history his story. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.